Welcome to Multiple Nerdgasm, your destination for all things nerdy. Well, gentlemen, well done on last week's uh, two-hander. <laughs> Thanks. So to speak. Yeah. I think it went well. It did go well. Yes. It was odd to do one without... Well, I was going to say without everybody there, but it's not that odd, unfortunately, these days. Oh, odd to do go. one without at least three people. <laughs> but we've never done one with less than three before. No, no. that's true. We've never done less than a threesome. Just two sims. Get a man on man. We haven't done that before. Well, we haven't just... recorded that before. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Don't even know what to say. <laughs> that's all for this week. <laughs> Speaking of threesomes, can I can I start this podcast off with uh, with one of my favourite news headlines that I saw this week? Yep. And I say one of okay. because it's 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 been a great week for news. I was going to say you've put some good stuff in, but let me week. let me read this one. Man goes to Mexico to kill himself, spends week doing coke and banging whores, decides to keep living, <laughs> and. Um, to give you the idea of this, um, this man was horribly depressed and decided to um, go down to Mexico to kill himself. Um, yeah. Here's his his quote. Went to Mexico to buy barbiturates for a humane and peaceful death. Decided that if I was going to die anyway, I might as well fuck a prostitute before it was all over. <laughs> After that, a cab driver offered me some cocaine. One thing led to another, and I got a room above a whorehouse equipped with a heart-shaped bed, a stripper pole, and a hot tub. Spent a week full of snorting coke off of tits, popping pain meds, drinking tequila, eating handfuls of Viagra to keep off the whiskey coke dick, and had three girl-girl-boy threesomes. Somewhere in the midst of my coke-fueled orgy, I decided life wasn't so bad after all. (laughs) And so Dave's going to be back next week. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, it wasn't Dave. Oh, he doesn't say, so I don't know. <laughs> There's no Dave on there. And this wouldn't be Dave's first trip to Mexico. Could be. Look, that's pretty good value. It's a $2,000 trip. Yeah, is that all I mean, it cost? If, if we've learned that's nothing else good. from this, I mean, that's not flights, because, I mean, you know, I mean, it is flights, but he lived in Austin, Texas, so it's not like he had to fly from Sydney. Right. So you'd have to add about... A grand and a half onto that. Because I was going to say, I spent more than $2,000 both times I went to America. And I didn't... I didn't well, I don't do want to that know, Matt. What happened to America? <laughs> well, you do know that nothing like that know. happened. Yeah, because you were I can me. vouch for that. And we couldn't afford anything like that. God, no. But that wow. is crazy. What's that? You can't believe we couldn't afford it? <laughs> but I can see you seeking. Get down there. I'm going to kill myself. Might as well. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Yeah. Might as well go absolutely fucking nuts while I'm here. Okay, he, he does have that he went back STD free. Mm. So he was safe about it. That's good. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. I like how you mentioned that too because that's one of the things that, that everyone's detractors like, would have said was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, I bet you caught something though, didn't you? No, yeah. no, he's he like, didn't. No. You know what I caught? Life. That's what I caught. Caught <laughs> <laughs> off half a dozen Mexican prostitutes. What does he do now, I wonder? Fucking, I don't think he cares. Here we go. To clarify a couple of big points, this happened about six years ago. The drugs and sex didn't fix me. They were like CPR for a man with a stopped heart. Dangerous, risky, and unlikely to work. But if you can keep the guy alive long enough to get the defibrillator to him, even if it means breaking some ribs, it's worth the risk. (laughs) Did this really happen six years ago? And this got reported. I've got four days ago in this article. No, no, he he posted about this on Reddit four days ago. Gotcha. Yeah. But he said it happened. Yeah. Four years ago. Someone's always there to take the wind out of my sails. And then he's got... Apparently he's going to provide further updates. Yeah, right. He's going to... Well, if it's been six years, he's doing all right. Yeah. Yeah, every year he goes down to Mexico. Takes a couple of grand, goes down, has some sex with a few prostitutes, does some (laughs) cocaine, comes back. You're right though, Luke, because I mean, you do spend that on a regular holiday anyway. (laughs) <laughs> oh, easy. Like, yeah. He just didn't I mean, go to and this, he's not peppering his whole year with drugs and hookers. You know, he goes to work, he does a nine to five, Monday to Friday. But then once a year, you know, takes himself down to Mexico and two grand isn't a lot to spend on orgies and <laughs> drugs, you know. 
It's alright. It's not a bad model. <laughs> you gotta spend your so money. So we're on going to Mexico. I'm just saying. Year? No, I'm just. I'm not suggesting. I'm just. I'm just saying. I've. I've. I've had worse holidays than that. I've had worse holidays that have cost more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. And I did not get laid. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you invested your money wrong. Yeah. No, no, but good on him. Yeah. Yeah, good on him. Someone else who unfortunately won't be getting laid anymore is Gordon Ramsay's midget porn double. Yeah. Now, I have to stop. I swear we have spoke about this before. I do think... Have we? I think I think we mentioned him before. I don't know that I've heard this particular news report before because I would remember this. Yes, and I, I saw I this I'm... in the news recently. But then again, you never know on the internet. It is apparently from September fifteenth, two thousand eleven. All right. Well, that's real fucking old. That's old even by <laughs> us. That's standards. why I'm pretty sure that we actually spoke about this in probably episode twenty. This actual incident. That's quite specific, Luke. Yes, I don't know the exact episode, but I swear we've spoken about it. But let's go through it again. Look, you could be <laughs> right, but just for fun, I noticed uh, an article on the internet this week um, that just said uh, Gordon Ramsay's dwarf porn double found dead. And of course, I wanted to know more about that for mm-hmm. so many reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's slightly better than that, too. Yeah. Um, well, you, you're better. talking about the, the fact that he was... Found in a badger's den? Yeah. Yeah. So I had to Google badger's den to make sure that it wasn't just some street slang that I wasn't aware of. But as far as I can tell... It's that new show where you got to pitch your business idea to a bunch of badgers. Yeah. As far as I can tell, a badger's den in this case is literally a fucking hole that badgers live in. Um, and, yeah, that's And, what and I not just some, some kind of drug term or something. Um so, a dwarf porn star who was Gordon Ramsay's double has been found dead in the most bizarre of circumstances. Percy Foster and his uh, three-foot-six-inch body was discovered in a badger's den in Wales. The report says the 35-year-old was found, quote, deep in an underground chamber by Ministry of Agriculture experts ahead of planning a badger gassing program, which sounds pretty hardcore anyway. I Investigators have not ruled out the possibility of suicide, according to the report. So, there's that. Now, also, did you, before you read this article, I just did you know that there was a Gordon Ramsay dwarf doppelganger doing I'll, porn? I'll be honest, it did ring a bell. <laughs> but uh, but I don't after say it, that. have you maybe got out and had a bit of a look? Well, look, apparently, well, I mean, according to this article, um, being a porn lookalike is a pretty lucrative business, and being yeah. a dwarf porn lookalike is like really fucking sought after. Um, in <laughs> I fact, did, I just did before a... he was killed, the dwarf uh, Percy had said, uh, "Porn lookalikes get more money than normal actors. Dwarf lookalikes are as rare as hen's teeth and command top dollar." I've already ordered a new BMW and a diamond encrusted soda stream. A so <laughs> specific. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I googled the term badger's den. Just <laughs> yeah, see. go on. <laughs> and um, Urban Dictionary comes up, and I'll coincidentally mm-hmm. this um, this this was posted on September twentieth, which is um, five days after this article went up. Just <laughs> then, slang referring to the set of a pornographic film featuring midgets, and then the, the usages <laughs> when his partially eaten body was discovered in a badger's den. Oh God! Oh, partially the, um, eaten. That was left out of my article. The um, second. Description says, um, Badger's Den, a place where badgers live, alternately, a vaginal opening. Jesus. <laughs> and the usage. <sighs> I don't know whether this Badger's Den has been marauded by a hound recently, but it's a very beautiful mound, isn't it? <laughs> don't understand. <laughs> Matt, do you want to take us through the uh, exploding rocket? Oh! Yeah, so, uh, I mean, this was quite big news, I guess, yeah. um, if you're interested in space. Um, or explosions. Which we all should be. Or explosions, yeah. So, the um, there was a rocket to deliver supplies to the ISS, International Space Station, amongst other things, um, because of NASA's budget cuts. 
uh, all that stuff is kind of privatized now. So private companies have been have been taking over. And um, there's a company in um, Virginia, I believe. They're launching. It's pronounced uh, vagina. Or- <laughs> orbital <laughs> Science. <laughs> Fairly certain. Or Orbital Science Corporation. It probably is. Mm. Um, they went to launch a missile the other day. A oh, missile. Jesus. Uh, oh, went to launch. <laughs> it became a missile. Launch a rocket to uh, <laughs> deliver, amongst other things, goods to the ISS. Uh, and about six seconds into the launch... You keep it, saying, amongst other things, like there's some kind of... <laughs> no, I'm alluding to the like fact... Like, hidden, hidden mission that they that you're just not talking about. No, there is, there is. I'll tell it's you. to the ISS and, and, and other places. <clears throat> it's got some other stuff on it, and I'll get to that. All right. It exploded about six seconds into the launch, and you can watch... The, if you watch the video, we'll put it in the show notes. It's pretty spectacular. Like, it is a... Big yeah. fucking explosion. And like, you can just hear that, that sigh once they see it explode. You can just hear it. Just, oh, yeah, the NASA uh, feed is, is, is like, depressing. Yeah. Because they're like, yep, yeah. and there it goes, and there it goes. And it's just silence. <laughs> and then someone goes, yeah. after about 10 seconds, someone goes, everyone stay at your stations. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, like, silence. Poor guys. Like, that was, that was expensive. <laughs> so, oh, the other thing that was on... The rocket was the um, the telescope, the space telescope that space um, Planetary Industries, James Cameron's um, asteroid oh. mining company, kickstarted. <laughs> Trying to get some unobtainium. Yep. So once again, another oh, Kickstarter, Kickstarter fails to deliver. And what was the value of that little piece of? Oh, yeah. millions of dollars, I believe. Actually, okay, I, no, no. I, I did have a look into it. It I wasn't know. the actual telescope. That is true. It wasn't the the final. It was a. It was like a test um, build. I guess I like think, a data I think version or something. We need to stop going into so much detail because our stories are so much more interesting before we fucking attack each other's stories. I, know. I know. Like, cut that bit. Cut the bit where we say that that midget's been dead for four years. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Midget died, rocket exploded. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, coincidence. <laughs> but yes, so big fucking explosion, uh, millions of dollars worth of of <laughs> property damage. Um, property watch the damage. video; it's it's pretty impressive. Well, there's a lot of so. videos because I mean, a lot of people mm. filming this. This was quite a big deal, and uh, I think there's blogs set up where you can watch it from pretty much every angle, including from above with the camera yeah. on the ISS. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah, I've not seen that one. I need to see that one. Yeah, yeah. Someone filmed it from a plane. Yeah, like yeah, it's pretty pretty impressive. The um, amount of coverage on this explosion. I think it might be the the most filmed explosion. (laughs) Live, (laughs) live. I'm back. I'm alive. Sorry, still fighting Pax Pox. It was touch Uh, and go there for a minute. I know. Which is always my motto. (laughs) <laughs> that should move towards the exit Yeah Look, speaking of space And mm. I'm not going to go into this before we Determine if everyone's On the same page here or not But I know that Matt and I went to see Interstellar during the yes. week Luke, did you get a chance To have a look at this movie? Uh, and I say that like it wasn't no. out like literally like four days ago Yeah, no I haven't had a chance yet mm, okay. Alright, then maybe we shouldn't go into uh, A review no, just go yet. into it I have no problem with spoilers about anything. <laughs> well, I mean, we can do a review without spoilers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you um, know, if you don't want to hear what we have to say about it, right, shut the podcast off now, I guess, but we're not going to spoil it. No, we'll it. don't do that. No, 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 skip ahead, off. skip ahead, skip ahead a bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, what did you think, Dan? Oh, man. I, t- I hate to say this, but I wanted it to be better. Mm-hmm. I really did, and there was so much to like in it. There was so much to like, and conceptually, mm-hmm. it was great. But they spent so much time trying to explain the science of it that I think a lot of the storytelling elements suffered, and and what came out was kind of a mess. It was very... I felt very slow. Like, oh, I God. expected... He usually does a good job of blending... This kind of cerebral, you know, like science fiction-y yeah. 
thing with with a bit of action and stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. And this, I mean, it had action, but it wasn't very thrilling action. Action wasn't where you wanted it to be either. Like, the action was kind of in segments where you didn't really care. It was kind of just jammed in there. And they gloss over what I would consider really important plot points. And at more than one point during the movie, I heard people and, and, and even myself and people saying to me, wait, why is he doing that? Or why is he going there? Or why is this happening? Like, it was quite confusing because big plot points were glossed over quite quickly. And then they go to a scene where people are just sitting and talking about tech for what seemed like minutes at a time. And it was like, this you choose to go into detail about? Yeah, but not the the actual... ads that I've seen, it's a movie about some guy goes into space to save us all and lands on a planet. That happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot more to it than that. Oh, okay. Yeah, unfortunately, there's too much more to it. And I I think... A lot happens in this film. Yeah, too much happens. Like, I'll be honest. Like, in a film, and even a three-hour film, like, this was a long Mm. fucking film. But, like, it felt like this was a ten-episode series on HBO that somebody edited just the good parts down to three hours, and I'm watching (laughs) a highlights reel. And now I feel like I want to watch the series and get all the other bits, the details Mm. that I missed. You know, if you're yeah, gonna make thought... a movie, you you gotta just have one clear story, and this was not that. Yeah, I, I I really liked it. I did really like it. The one of the things I didn't like about it was I felt that for all the attempts they made to to explain the science, they still fudged it. Like when mm. it when it needed to be fudged for the story. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. There were certain there, certain things happened in the film, and I was like. I don't think that's possible. Yeah. You know, um, I'm happy to be proven wrong if, if any of our listeners um, have some other knowledge of these things. But I'm sure if you watch the film, you'll, you'll probably be able to figure out what it is I'm talking about. Um, and maybe we can go into more detail at another time. But yeah, there's a there's an aspect of the film that I'm like, yeah, and I'm not buying that, like as science. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I know what you mean. So- so the question I have to ask... Does anyone get their tits cut off? No. <laughs> How's Matthew McConaughey's performance? <laughs> yeah, he was great. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he's a bad actor. I think he always does a good job. Mm. Oh, I've, that's the one thing I've been hearing about this. He was actually very good in this movie, and it was good for him to step away from his romantic comedies. Yeah, yeah, yeah but he here's the thing. I don't watch, I've never seen his romantic comedy, so I don't know him from that anyway. The, the first thing I saw him in was um, that Time to Kill movie where he's like a... Southern lawyer and uh, Samuel L. Jackson is shooting people with a machine gun. Like, so I've, I've always known Matthew McConaughey as a dramatic actor. I just avoid yeah. his his shitty rom coms. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've seen any of them either. But there's just so much I don't understand about this movie, and I I don't mean the science. I mean the plot. Mm. Like, I mean the there's things that are like oh, and this happened by the way. And then we're going to spend heaps of time on this one little bit and then gloss over and people are being born and dying with, like, very little explanation and then we're just expected to know the difference between characters and characters' motivations yeah. come out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, and you there's go, Wait, one thing... sorry, why does this person suddenly want to do this? This was not mentioned at all. Yeah, there were a few things that I didn't even... I. Afterwards, when we all talked, yeah, I I had I, I then resolved a few things. Yes, that I was like, "What the fuck was that about?" And then we kind of talked it through and went, "Oh, yeah. that's what it is." Yeah, but realistically, like, we really... had to put four people's points of view together to really get a full picture. Of this. Yeah, but you shouldn't have to well, do I that. Don't in absolutely, absolutely think that's a bad I completely thing. agree. No, no, it then is a bad thing. I, th- I think it suffers a bit from. Well, I worry that it suffers a bit from the same thing Peter Jackson now mm. suffers from, where no one was willing to say, maybe you could cut this down a bit and yeah. be a bit more selective about what is and isn't necessary, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. See, look, I mean, uh, it, it played like a novel to me. It kind of meandered and it went into, you know, strange amounts of huge detail in certain parts. And, and like, if you were reading a book, you could kind of expect that. But, like, in a film, I mean, I'm not saying that every film has to be, you know, typical three-act structure, all of that bullshit. Not by a long mm. shot, but if you're watching a film, there was just no spatial awareness. Do you know what I mean? How far are right. we from this in terms of actual distance? And how 
far in time have we now gone? And who are these people to these people? And, and there was just, I was never quite sure of the relationship of anything to anything else. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, yeah. without offering any spoilers, okay, some parts through a wormhole, you're still in communication over the radio, some parts you're not. Um, you can't talk to Earth, but you can talk to your buddy at the space station. Like, I don't quite get where the parameters were. Do you know what I mean? And in a film like this, in a sci-fi film like this, it's really important to set up all those things in the first act so that you're not sitting there asking these questions in the second and third act and you can just enjoy the story. But I mm. found that there were so many just things that I just wasn't quite sure of all the way through. Right up until the end. I've been sent by General Link to <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson's Twitter. Yes, I saw uh, that. He's, 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 yeah, he's got a lot of tweets. I liked this one. Um, in Interstellar, if you didn't understand the physics, try Kip Thorne's highly readable book, The Science of Interstellar, or B-Book. Um, next post. In Interstellar, if you didn't understand the plot, there is no published book to help you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Mm. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll be honest. I liked it. I really liked it, um, but I think maybe I, I definitely want to watch it again. But on the other hand, I kind of don't want to watch it again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was that's very long. no, I don't. Know. I don't want to watch it again. Quite honestly, a lot of it was quite slow, and I think a second viewing would be a bit boring. And maybe you would notice things you didn't notice the first time, or maybe you'd just find more holes in it. Yeah, and I just I don't want to do that. And moments, there were so many. Missed moments like uh, Luke, block your ears if you don't want to hear this. But when they were down on that planet, and then they came back, and their their shipmate had said twenty three years had passed since they went down right. to that planet. That should yes. have been such a huge moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 definitely. But they set that up totally wrong, so that it was just like a throwaway. And then he didn't act all that differently from that point on. No, and he, he looked older. all that he he just looked a bit different in that they put a bit of grey in his beard. Like yeah, that should have come out of fucking nowhere, and we should have gone holy fuck. But we yeah. didn't. We went oh okay, and then the movie proceeded like he wasn't twenty three fucking years older. Yeah, yeah. I know they never. I mean, he he acted a bit odd, like because he's been on his own for yeah. twenty three years in space. Um, but they didn't really do much else with that. Yeah. Look, yeah, I know that's a good example. Go and see it, but but it just for me, it was an awesome concept with some great moments that ultimately just doesn't get there. It just doesn't. It just doesn't get there for me. Mm. And I was disappointed. I really wanted it to work. I enjoyed it despite all that. Um, like I don't regret watching it. Mm. Oh no, I don't regret <laughs> watching it either. It's. Um, and I did enjoy it. I got like you know, I was like, oh, okay, cool. And it's got some fascinating ideas in it. Yeah. And so, like, yeah. And some bits are thoroughly entertaining, but some bits I was, yeah, I don't know. I was just a bit confused as to, like I said, not with the science of it. I quite, no. in fact, some of that stuff. There's, there's a certain, there's something in the film that actually I really appreciated because it's the kind of thing that I, uh, you know, like it's a science thing that's very difficult to explain to people, and it's represented visually in the film. And I was mm. like, huh. That's very cool. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil anything, but just little things like that. I was like, wow, they did a really great job on that. But then couldn't get the story to not make me go cross-eyed. Yeah, and here's the thing. Something like Inception, right? Which is not scientific, obviously. It's a fantasy Mm. story. Somewhere in the first act, they went, here's the premise. Crazy, I know. But go with me. And here are the rules. Mm -hmm. Then they left it. And you just watched the story, and it was great. And nobody, nobody once asked, "Well, how, hang on, dreams don't work like that." Because they yeah. they set it up and they put you at ease, and they said, "Yep, yeah, it's a fantasy world. This really happens. Go. Here's your story." And in this, I felt at every turn they felt the need to start going. Oh, and remember, they're doing this because this can work, and this can, and it's real physics. It's real physics. This can all yeah. really work out. And you're like, I don't care about that. You could just say it's space magic, and I'll still go with it. Yeah, you know, like a film, I don't need to, to know how ships get from one galaxy to another in Star Wars. I just need to know that they do. Yeah, yeah, that's like, exactly. How do they, a, how do they get hyperdrive? Some, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. That's right, exactly. Saying, hyperdrive, saying the ship's fine. Have, they have a hyperdrive? Okay, done. Yeah, done. Moving on. Not one person yeah. has ever said, well, how does a hyperdrive work? No, 
You know, well, how I'm works. sure someone has, but it I don't care about those people. It makes real long, and then <laughs> yeah. you're there. I don't care about those people. Fuck those guys. But yeah, this yeah, you're right. This this went out of its way to explain itself, but then I don't know. I think it kind of it lost me a little bit. I mean, I'm I might look at this book actually, The Science of Interstellar, yeah. because I am interested to to see if if I'm wrong, and if I am wrong, that is amazing and that is, and fascinating. Okay, I have one more question for you. Should I watch it? Yeah, yeah, I would say. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's it yeah. is good. You may be it's... you may even be more forgiving than me, Luke. Yeah. I normally am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's definitely true. it's it's an entertaining movie. It's not bad or anything. I think it's just I, you know what the other thing is too like we wanted it to be so much and again yeah. maybe we're bringing too much shit with us. Yeah. Like it's true. Know, if this had just been a film that came out, we didn't know it wasn't Christopher Nolan and we didn't have any expectations. I'm sure this would have blown my mind. Like, even more than it did already. It's very true, but your point also kind of alludes to something else as well. Perhaps if this wasn't made by Christopher Nolan and it didn't cost $150 million and somebody else had done it and they'd done it on the cheap, maybe if they'd made this in the 70s. Do you know what I mean? If this Mm. was a 70s-era sci-fi movie with this exact script, Mm -hmm. maybe it would have resonated a bit more. Do you know what I mean? It was just a little too Hollywood. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Anyway, I'll stop being a snob. Luke, go and see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone okay. go see it. It's re- it is very good. And, and I'd be very interested to see it. what Dave thinks of it because mm. Dave's point when we when we were all kind of lukewarm about gravity, that mm. we should forgive science fiction a little more than we do other films just so that more sci-fi gets made, uh, mm. I wonder how forgiving he would be of this. Yeah, okay, interesting. I mean, considering the, my issues that he... with gravity were very different to this. I had no issue with the um, the science of gravity because, um, well, actually, that's not kind of really true. I didn't have that many issues with the science of this. It, yeah, it was, gravity it's just, was just a bit boring. Yeah, I found gravity to be boring. I definitely <laughs> didn't find this movie boring. I just I, I found thought... it to be a bit. I was a bit confused as to the pace of certain things, not in a boring way, just in a oh, we're focusing on that. Okay. Yeah. Like. That resonates as boredom with me, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I'm watching a scene and I don't know what people are talking about and the scene goes on for several minutes, at a certain point I'm like, I am a bit bored now. Mm. And it wasn't that okay. things weren't happening. It was just... I don't know. Maybe I do need to see it again. Also, I think there were a couple of points where something... If we're being very vague, and this is an, it's annoying, I know. Yeah, so. I know. We're being vague, so not give it away. Yeah, I know. It's And it's... Maybe not the best <laughs> review, but there are a few times where something is revealed, like a plot point is revealed, except we actually see it be revealed several yes. times because different yes. groups of characters need to find it out, and I found that to be really That's unnecessary. so true, times. absolutely. There is one, there's one thing in particular that happens, and it's over like, and oh my god, yeah. and then the next time, yeah, the next person gets revealed, and it's like, oh my god, this is a thing, and it's like, they, they forget that they already revealed that. Yeah. Not only that, but I would actually go as far as saying there are too many plot points like, the story itself could have been simplified to the point mm. where, you know, it's A, B, C, D. Whereas now it's like A and A2 and A3 and then B. And it's like, well, hold on, okay, fine. Yep, yep, okay, I'm caught up, I'm caught up. Oh, no, now we're yeah. at D and I've missed a couple of things. And, you know, like, in certain scenes, and once again, I apologise for just not giving any details because I'm just trying not to spoil it for anyone. <laughs> yeah, but I know. in a certain scene... A character will reveal something, and then it'll be a, a bit of an aha moment. It's a great moment. And then they'll reveal something else. And you're like, well, okay, we didn't need that other thing. Or we didn't need the first thing. Like, mm. the character should only find out one awesome thing in this scene, or both kind of get diluted. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I'm talking about all the shit with the books and stuff. There's too much going on <laughs> I agree. in there. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and it's kind of convoluted anyway. Like yes. even if you, the most important bit of it is quite convoluted. Yeah. Like in not in a not in a like confusing science kind of way, just in a story way, it's convoluted. Yeah. Like it could yeah. have been much simpler than that. Like totally. That's exactly what I think. Yeah. Yep. Nailed it. I like I'll to say talk about this. the specifics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we not. Slightly off topic, though. Someone's got to make a movie with Casey Affleck where he doesn't play an absolute cunt. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think no. he's a good actor, but I 
hate him in every single movie because he just uh, always plays a borderline sociopath. You know I what I mean? The first, the first film I saw him in, I think, was um, the Jesse James. Yes, me too. Yeah, and <laughs> he was just a dick in it. Yeah, like, he was a fucking well, dick. But he was definitely he's painted as one. You know, like he's he was always he was the... painted in one. And then there's that movie where he seems like he's a nice guy until that scene where he beats Jessica Alba to death. <laughs> and it's like, right. holy shit! All right, <laughs> yeah, poor guy. Yeah, well, maybe that's just him. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's maybe like, he's... actually, I think I got an idea. I'm going to yeah. improv. Maybe on paper, <laughs> these characters are, are fairly straight down the line, and he's like, you know what? I yeah. think my character should do. I think I should be this fucking cunt to death. And they're like, Casey, I don't know that this is really the kind of. No, no, just do it. Roll camera, roll camera. I'll just do it. I'll just do it. <laughs> I think we should rehearse. No, no, no. Just roll. Just roll. Don't tell I've been rehearsing. I've been <laughs> rehearsing at home. Uh, well, in other science fiction movie news, we might as well proceed to the um, the opposite end of the spectrum, I guess, where science doesn't matter. Uh, I've already <laughs> mentioned this franchise there already. There is science. There's the... Well, there's the science of Star Wars, yes. Yep. Um, drive. Turn it on. Yep. There you go. Like, how does it work? How does it work? You turn it on. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yep. Got it. You turn it off when you want to stop. We could get into the argument that Star Wars is not actually science fiction. No, that's that. But it, the point is that it doesn't matter. Space um, fantasy, I think. What What does matter is that we know what it's called. We do. The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's been sleepy. If it doesn't include that morning music, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> you know that. Yeah, I'll be disappointed. Yep. Also, why is that <laughs> just the universal morning music? From Bugs Bunny, I think. Is that what did it? You could be right. I, when you, when you, when you said you. that, when you said that, I pictured Bugs Bunny. Hmm. So, maybe. Um, I don't know why it's called that, which is fine, because I don't know what, what the plot is. I know some stuff about the... Um, the well, film. I mean, what the fuck was the Phantom Menace? So, oh, well, you know. Yeah. We, yeah. Let, let, but I don't know. I think the Force Awakens. If this was happening very soon after Return of the Jedi, I could see it being thirty years later. I have a bit of a problem with it. Well, I don't know. I don't quite know what that means. And I mean, that's fine. I'm assuming that the Force is now being used again, as opposed to in the original trilogy where they say it's an outdated religion. I think perhaps yeah, I'm now assuming it's it's being shared. Yeah, it's everyone's being coming back. Again. The Jedi Council's back. Everyone's starting to. Yeah, it's not. Jedi like Council's in back. Phantom Menace, in the, in the prequels, it was all about the Jedi's being there and then going away. Mm. And then in the actual trilogy that matters, there's one <laughs> Jedi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I think this is just all about, like, yeah, it's now coming back into the galaxy and everyone knows who the, what the Force is again and they're a Jedi about. Okay. But, but here's the thing. That's why I just think it would have been better earlier on, not But how does this later. work? Because... Yeah, but they, they, they literally, if they're going to use any of the cast from the original, they have to make it happen in real time. Do you know what I mean? It's been 30 yeah. years since those films, and they, they couldn't trick you and say, yeah, it's just five years later. Anyway, here's Carrie Fisher. G'day, darling. She's still wearing the slave girl outfit. Oh. Oh. I'd still go there. Here's the thing, though, right? Luke was trained as a Jedi uh-huh. by first... <laughs> Ben Kenobi and then Yoda, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both retired Jedi's, right? Mm-hmm. Not yep. officially in any. Well, he wasn't trained in any official capacity, right? And also, one of one of them was someone who ran the Jedi into the ground. Yes, but if a retired cop, right, or a re- retired soldier decides on a whim to teach me how to fight, right? Yeah. I don't j- then just go, well, I'm a cop. You know, and I get <laughs> right. I get all the benefits of being a cop, and I get to run red lights and arrest people. They'd be like, uh-huh. "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! No, you don't." And I'd be like, "No, it's all right. A cop, and a, a cop trained me. Well, actually, not a cop, a retired cop." Yeah, he was a cop once. Yeah. Now he's just a bit senile. Now there are no cops. Uh, but an old cop trained me. I don't think it works like that. Even if they do uh, reinstate the Jedi Council, I don't think we can assume that Luke will just automatically be on it. I mean, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <not you. laughs> I think Luke will be on it. I'd give it a go. I'd rule fairly. 
<laughs> yeah, I think I you would. In fact, I found that up the other day where you can type your own uh, your own Star Wars name in, and I made Star Wars Episode Seven cripple in space, and no one commented on it. No comments. I did. Did you? Yeah, I said we yeah. should make a radio play out of it. Oh yeah, you did, and we yeah. should. Yeah, I think it could work. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Kickstarter. <laughs> Another Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. Let's just deliver on the last one first. We're one for one. Man, radio plays are coming back. There are there are a couple of podcasts out now that that are bringing the bringing the radio play back. Mm. Yeah, I reckon it could be a cool thing. Yeah. Mm. Well, while we're still talking about Star Wars, mm. I read a really interesting interview with uh, Robert England this week, uh, mm. aka Freddy Krueger, mm-hmm. who um, came forth and said that he was the one responsible for Mark Hamill becoming Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And, and, and here's, here's what he says. Um, yeah. England explained that early in his career, and Hamill's, um, England was auditioning for a surfer role in Francis Ford Coppola's Apocalypse Now. The actor didn't get the part because he was too old for the role, but Coppola thought he might be right for another part in a film being directed by his good friend George Lucas. So an audition was set up for England to audition for the part of Han Solo. He didn't fit Hmm. that role because he was too young. Uh, I can't even imagine Robert England playing (laughs) Han Solo. Um, But then he says, I went home and told the little kid that was sleeping on my couch after a six-pack of Heineken. I don't want to know why he's playing a little kid with Heineken, but let's just leave that. (laughs) All about Star Wars. And his name was Mark Hamill. I said, hey, Lucas is doing this space movie. Maybe you're right for it. The lead guy's like a teenager. So Mark got on the phone to his agent, and I think he went in the next day. Nailed it, and the rest is history. Weird. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mention... I would really like to know... More about that story about why he was on the couch. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the one detail that they just gloss over. And he even says, I went and said to the little boy who was on my couch after giving him a six-pack of Heineken. <laughs> Here, drink this. <laughs> yeah, weird. Told a little kid that was sleeping on my couch after a six-pack of Heineken. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Well, how old was Hamill at that time? Like 17, 18? 17, yeah. Yeah. Which is still underage. What is this story about? It's like it's underage f- for sex. It's like five years underage for drinking in America. Weird. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna imply he fucked him. <laughs> but it, it's <laughs> certainly. If we found out that Mark Hamill was molested as a minor, right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. by Robert Englund or anyone else, I'm not making assumptions, right. But uh-huh. let's assume that he was molested. That does explain <laughs> a few things that happened later in his life, wouldn't you say? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say, but I would probably tap the side of my nose and go, hmm, maybe. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Maybe. I just want our legal counsel to know I'm not making any direct correlations. Mm-hmm. I'm just... I'm sure, I think our legal counsel knows that. He's probably more concerned with what other people are going to think. I'm not weighing in on this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a minute to tell our listeners how they can get in contact with us, if you guys don't mind. All right, you get one minute. All right. Um, uh, oh, you're wasting valuable time. Oh, no. I'm sorry. You can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mnerdgasm. You could find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash multiple nerdgasm. Not that anyone actually finds Facebook pages like that. Just go to Facebook and type in multiple nerdgasm. You can also email us directly at podcast at multiple nerdgasm.com. Um, is there any way that someone could call us? Not at this time. What are you talking about? Of course, just call 04. Yep. <laughs> Ask for Dave. Uh, best, to, best to call during work hours <laughs> or really late at night. If you enjoy the show, do us a favor and head over to iTunes uh, or whatever software you use to listen to the show on your mobile or on your desktop and give us a review, preferably positive, because um, it actually really does help with uh, rankings and things in iTunes and helps us get new listeners. Um, and we'd really appreciate it. Do it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to something a bit more savoury. Um, Starbucks apparently using sodomite semen in their coffee. Yeah. I mean, we all knew it. The, the thing that I find funny about this article is that Starbucks... Is it Starbucks that gets accused of funneling money into the... No, that's Gloria Jeans. Gloria, yeah, Gloria Jeans, Jeans is, a, is like a Hillsong. Hillsong. 
company, yeah. Whereas something. Starbucks is apparently uh, the opposite. So we've got um, <laughs> yeah. the leader of an anti-gay Harlem missionary church, James Manning, <laughs> is once again making claims against the gay community. This time he may have outdone himself. Last week Manning asserted that Starbucks is, quote, ground zero for Ebola. I don't know if that's a fact. Um, and what after do you the, mean? After the company released its first LGBT commercial starring characters from RuPaul's Drag Race. Now Manning has released a video in which the religious leader claims that Starbucks has been using, quote, sodomite semen in their flavoured coffee drinks. That's... Okay. He states in the video, quote, Starbucks is a place where these types frequent and a lot of bodily fluids are exchanged there. But the thing that I was not aware of is that there has been information that has been released. What Starbucks is doing <laughs> like it's true. is that they're taking specimens of male semen, as opposed to female semen, and they're putting it in the blends of their lattes. Now, this is the absolute truth. Why would they do that? <laughs> Don't... And like, it makes no sense. If the bodily fluids are being exchanged in the cafe, why yeah. are they then <laughs> making their way into the drinks? Like, That's a waste of waste of good semen. Yeah, like if the customers are going in and jerking off into their own lattes, I mean that doesn't really affect the Reverend yeah. Manning, does it? Like, I mean, if I if I order one, sure, but come on, yeah. Um, okay, he just refers to some information that has been released. Does he refer to where it's been released? Of course yeah, he doesn't, out because... Of <laughs> it's, oh, man, it's hilarious. Do you want spoof with that? <laughs> Taking specimens of male semen and putting it in the blends of their lattes. Why? What does he... Like, what... I want to know what science he, think is, he thinks is happening. Is this to turn people gay? Is that what this is for? Maybe. Is that how you become gay? Because, Matt, I don't know the science of it. You know a bit more about science than I do. <laughs> I is, do. Uh, is that how you become gay? You just ingest a whole bunch of gay semen? Well, that is one way, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. What happens if you just straight semen? Yeah. Straight semen. No, well, that's fine. If you if you jerk off another man, um, you're okay as long as you don't have an erection. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you if you become aroused, that means that the gay is transferring. So you, oh, okay. You, yeah, you're gonna want to watch that. So if, if you are if you guys are jerking each other off at some point, just be aware of that. <laughs> I actually read an article years ago that was kind of similar to this that went into detail about how gay people are just lacking in testosterone, right? Right. And that they need to increase their testosterone... Cut that. They need to increase their (laughs) testosterone levels in order to decrease the amount of gay, right? Right. And the the highest concentrate of testosterone, evidently, according to this fucking pastor or minister or whoever I was writing this fucking article... The highest concentrate of testosterone can be found, of course, in semen. So, <laughs> right. if you've got someone who goes to your church, for example, that's showing gay tendencies, the the best and quickest and most direct way to anti-gay them is to pump them so full of cum that their testosterone level rises rapidly and they don't want to be gay anymore. So, if you've got a gay friend, do them a favour, uh, orally inseminate them, or um, fuck them up the ass, and um, hopefully that'll turn them straight. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it's like when you um, when you start smoking and your dad says, "Well, you're gonna smoke the whole carton now." Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, if well, I found out my son was gay, I, I'd make him suck so much cock. Yeah, I've got the football team outside, and you are not gonna stop until they are bone dry. <laughs> 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 Bone dry. <laughs> I think that could be our end. Yeah. Oh, look. <laughs> um, what one thing I would like to talk about is Marvel's uh, movie schedule for the next in 10 years yeah uh, and, and, just, and, do you and, just want to do Marvel or DC as well well no I mean all of them but the Marvel one um, really was more exciting for me because they actually make good films as far as, <laughs> as, far as I'm concerned sure now look they've been do- I think they've been doing a really good job and um, but if we're talking Marvel films I mean you're talking Marvel Studios you're actually talking about oh yeah Disney right Marvel yeah Disney. yeah 
That's because true. Marvel yeah, at absolutely. Sony are also making Marvel films, and Marvel at somewhere else too, because someone someone owns yeah, the X Men, someone owns Spider Man, and somebody owns the Avengers, mm. and yeah. none of them will ever so, cross um, paths. Sony owns Spider Man, Fox owns Fantastic Four Fox. and X Men. Yeah, and so and Disney own the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, Marvel Studios, which is basically everything else. It's Disney. Marvel Studios yeah, yeah, is Disney. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 So I'm saying they own everything that's not Spider-Man, X-Men, or Fantastic Four. And they're making all of them into movies now. We've got uh, the new Avengers. We've got Ant-Man, uh, another Captain America, uh, Doctor Strange, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy sequel, mm-hmm. Thor threequel, um, yeah. Black Panther is getting his film. Captain Marvel getting a film, Inhumans yeah. getting a film, and then all of those things. I, I think. Yeah. I, I mean, I've yet. To, I assume there's some contractual issues that'll have to be worked out. But in theory, all of those things will combine together to create Avengers: Infinity War parts one and two. Yeah. Possibly the most expensive films ever made. Yeah. Given given the cast members involved, and I believe that. Maybe there's a few exceptions, but I believe that for the most part, anyone who's participating in any of the Marvel films are being made to sign at the ground level contracts yeah. for crossover films. Like, yeah, well, they must be aware that this is the plan. Yeah, like, fuck, man, that is that is a lot of money. <laughs> I read that uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, because Iron Man kind of came before a lot of these. Yeah. doesn't have quite the same contract as the others. Right. But I'm pretty sure he still wants to do it. He just might ask for a bit more cash. And I'm sure they'll give it to him. But anybody yeah, else that's signed up... I was reading up. something recently that he was actually wanting to... He really wants to be involved in it. And um, he was asking for more money. Mm. And they're actually very close to writing him out of the next Captain America. Is that right? Yeah, but then they've gone, well, no, he's going to pull in a lot of people in to see it. And so they negotiated and kept him in. Because hmm. yeah, Rob Downey Jr. He wants to be in this universe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and do you blame him? No, no, no. This is a big part of his. Well, I mean, he's he was successful. He made a comeback, but this Iron Man, I think, was like his big, you know, yeah. like, I'm I'm back kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Was, and um, and from that, he got things like the Sherlock Holmes movies and mm. and all that. So, I think. I mean, well, I mean, who wouldn't? These the films are great. I, I, I like them. I really, li- genuinely like them. I think I'd be happy to be in them. If you're listening, <laughs> yeah. I'll be around. If you're listening, or whoever's, I, does he even in charge anymore? I guess whoever's in charge of Disney. Who, who would you put, want to play? Oh, who would I want to play? Well, mm. let's see, who hasn't been, <laughs> <laughs> who hasn't been shoved into one of these films yet? Uh, let me have a think. Marvel has think. a pretty big okay. catalogue. Yeah, maybe mm. maybe Vulture. I play Vulture. Oh, come out of left wing. <laughs> losing my hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he, I don't think you're losing any more, Matt. I think you've lost all that you're going to lose. I think you're set. <laughs> I, I think you're set with the amount you're going to keep now. I wish that was true. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I pray that that is the case. Guardians of the Galaxy. Do you guys know why they decided to make the Guardians of the Galaxy movie out of, you know, of all the things they could have made? No, because that was something that really came out of nowhere. Yeah, it really did. No but one here's really why. knows about mm. it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. So Marvel decided that because they've got this huge catalogue of films, oh, sorry, this huge catalogue of characters from the comic books, um, that they would start a staff writer program and they headhunted a whole bunch of Hollywood writers, screenwriters, and they gave them each a two-year contract. They couldn't work for anyone else. And mm. basically, they just wrote for Marvel for two years. But within the spectrum of Marvel, they could do whatever they want. And right. they basically got told, go into the library, read as many comic books as you want. Sit there reading comics for as long as you want. If you find one that you want to write about, write about it. If you get bored of writing that, put it down. Pick up another comic book. Write about that. We own the rights to everything. I want that job. I know. Yeah. They did it once then they can the program. So Nicole Perlman, who I believe she's not... She didn't really have too many previous written-by credits. I think she did some writing on the Thor movie 
which is probably how she got that job, but then not a lot else besides, um, mm. was just sitting there reading comics, read a few Guardians of the Galaxy and went, this would be good, and had absolutely no parameters put on her by the by the studio. So right. it was just her and a bunch of other people writing scripts. And then they That's read awesome. hers and went, oh, this is really good, we should make this. And they did. Yeah. How awesome yeah, well, that? and I'm really happy they did. Yeah, that turned out fucking excellent. It's one of the, yeah, I think the best one they did. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Excellent. excellent. She's writing a Black Widow movie Lord now, Lord. evidently. Oh, really? Yeah. Are they doing a Black Widow one? Though yeah. people were complaining about that too. That like, um, the girls, you know, the girls have gotten their own films. Mm. You know, like. Who's going to get out first? Is it DC or Marvel who will get their first female lead superhero? Oh, with Wonder Woman. Mm. Well, well, we can check that. I've got the uh, Wonder Woman comes out June twenty third, twenty seventeen. Right. So Mm -hmm. I say that would beat it. Let's look. Let's look down the list here. Because you know, Marvel movies are coming out, but every other studio's got theirs uh, planned as well. We've got Deadpool, Batman vs Superman. Mm Hmm. Uh, X-Men Apocalypse which should be good Maybe. that's a great story Suicide Squad Doctor Strange we talked about Sinister Six yeah, yeah. another Wolverine okay, Wonder Woman Fantastic Four Venom movie Flash a Flash movie there's a Shazam movie there's a Captain Marvel yeah. movie separate to the Shazam movie Aquaman movie <laughs> Inhumans apparently they're doing because not only does the Marvel Studios at Disney not have the rights to do X-Men, but they're not even allowed to say mutant. Right. The word mutant is copyrighted to Fox. Yeah, okay. So they've got to kind of find That's other properties ridiculous. that can kind of fill that that void in the universe. Yeah, right. Green, another Green Lantern reboot coming in 2020. Well, because there are some X-Men in um, uh, Avengers 2, like... Um... Uh, what's his name? Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are in it. That's and, right. Uh, but they can't call. But they're not going to cross over, X-Men. and it will not be the same actors. No, which is a think... shame because that was it, that Quicksilver was brilliant. Quicksilver. Was yeah, fantastic. well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe this guy which is as good. It's just a shame they can't kind of address them as what they are, which is X Men. I, yeah. I wonder what they'll call them. Actually, it's, I'm curious. Yeah, they always said, play nice. They can't even. It'd be annoying for Joss Whedon too, because he wrote. He had one of the most successful um, X Men comic series. Like he he wrote one, so that must be frustrating for him. Yeah, like he's he's got some of his characters in in a film. He's not allowed to refer to them as kind of you know what yeah. they are. It's weird. It's all fucking stupid. <laughs> well, it's business. Sure is. So yeah, if you like superhero movies, now's a good time to be alive. So yeah. Maybe if you're feeling a bit depressed, head down to Mexico, sort yourself out, and then come back and watch some superhero movies. That'd be Matt's. We'd hear Matt, oh, man was about to kill himself, spent $2,000 on um, movie tickets. (laughs) (laughs) No, he wants to live. Yeah. Movie tickets and spider genetic research. (laughs) I got bitten by zero powers. I'd be Spider-Man if I had the physique, but I don't. Well... Pretty sure Toby Maguire got the physique after he was bitten. Oh yeah. Before. Yeah. Oh, then I'll be Spider-Man. He was just a skinny yeah. nerd. He got bitten. Then he was buff. So before the film, they said he said, oh, "I need to work out." And they said, "Don't worry, we have got this spider." Yeah. <laughs> just just let <laughs> just it crawl close on your eyes, and uh, and we'll take care of it. Yeah. Science. Science. I think that's a word for this week. Yeah. Science. <laughs> the science episode. Can we have a word of the week? We won't Certainly. remember, but can we anyway? Yeah. We'll, we'll have it for one week. Word of the week! <laughs> Science. Science. Yeah! <laughs> um, Majora's Mask is coming to the 3DS, which is very exciting for me. And possibly Luke. And Dan. Uh, do, I just do you know what that I... is, Dan? Look, I know what it is. It's something to do with Zelda, right? Yeah. Yes. I've never played a Zelda game, but why don't you go ahead and tell us all why we should be excited about this? Well, when I, when they released Ocarina of Time, which is one of the Nintendo 64 Zelda games, 
everyone was happy and then said, oh, you know what? They should release the other Nintendo 64 Zelda game, Majora's Mask, which was um, very dark and strange, but cool. Mm. Um, and they basically didn't say anything about it at all, didn't confirm, deny. Lots of people made fake trailers for it. Um, but apparently, as soon as they finished work on Ocarina of Time in 2011, they began work on Majora's Mask. So uh, they've been working on it this whole time. And that's the Labia Majora, and... right? Yep, Labia Majora's Mask. Yeah. And um... I'm still waiting for a Link to the Past. Well, that's on the Wii U. I don't have a Wii U. Well, in other Nintendo news, I do now, <laughs> thanks to the fine folks at Ubisoft. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, I've discovered that all the um, uh, I went in the competition. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> pretend that they just gave. Yeah, we're one. sponsored by um, Ubisoft now. No, we're definitely not. We won it in a competition at um, EB Expo. But, but thanks Ubisoft. Anyway, that's fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, the 3DS, I think, can't handle the emulation to do the SNES games. So they're all on the Wii U. Um, I'd be happy if they remade it. Well, I know we... I think that argument is a bit strange considering it can run Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. It can't run a mm. Super Nintendo game. Well, I actually look at they released. Uh, what was that new Zelda game that came out in the 3DS? Um, uh, a Link Between Worlds. A Link Between Worlds, yeah. Yep, that is a Link to the Past map. Oh yeah, yeah, but they would have to remake a Link to the Past. So you you just want them to, to remake it, not just release. Remake, it. I'd be happy. Re-release it or remake it. Just do one of two that I can <laughs> play it. Well, they did, but you have to have a Wii U. I, I still can't justify getting a Wii U, especially not to play a Super Nintendo game. No. It is a very good game, but um, uh, is that on? Is that on another platform, or did I just play that on an emulator once? I feel like that has been on another platform. Maybe the oh, maybe there's a GameCube version that came out remake of that. Well, I just remember when I was in hospital all the time. Mm. That's the game I played for hours upon hours on end and finished it, and I'd really like to go back and play it again. Yeah, it's a, it is an excellent game. Mm. Um, so you're listening, Nintendo. Oh, well, maybe... <laughs> oh, wait, it was on Game Boy Advance, wasn't it? Link to the Past? That's what I'm thinking of. A Link to the... A Link to the Past was remade for the Game Boy Advance in 2002 as Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, and Four Swords. Um, I'm pretty sure I have that, and if you have... Do you have a, a DS? Uh, no. Okay, I... I have a DS Lite that'll probably play it. If you wanted to borrow those, you could play that again. So, we'll make that happen. Awesome. There you go. Multiple nerdgasms, solving problems. Ride in with your problems. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, ride in. I'm curious. As long as they don't involve me giving away all my games. But, um... So if anyway, anybody yeah. you, were you? <laughs> Fuck off. But yeah, Majora's Mask. Uh, yeah? Yeah, go on. No, no, Majora's Mask, thumbs up. Even though I haven't played it, I'm going to buy it. it I'm going to buy it. Of course you are. Mm-hmm. Are there Zelda games you don't buy? No, I don't think there are any. No. I think, I think I've bought all of them. I've played and finished every single one. I haven't done that. I've, I've almost <laughs> finished a lot of them. Anyway, other I news? I I'll have to start at the first one. What's the first one? It's called The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> yep. Yes. And it's on the Nintendo. Yeah, and you're going to find it pretty painful <laughs> on, the, on the NES. Yeah. 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 Right, on the NES. Up there. <laughs> <laughs> so this week I upgraded my uh, operating system on my iMac to OS X Yosemite. Mm-hmm. And now my iMac looks like a giant iPhone. <laughs> yeah, I've got it on my, um, my laptop. It's, yeah. it's different. And all the everything that used to be 3D is now 2D. And it's all funny colours. Yeah. And uh, it matches my iPhone, and also I got a new iPhone. Oh, yeah, you did. So I got the How's iPhone 6. How's that going? It's good. It's uh, it's big, and you know, there's downsides to it, but it looks pretty nice. The screen is quite beautiful. The screen mm. is a good size. I'll say overall it's a little, it's a little harder to control. Uh, if you're holding it with one hand and just typing with your thumb, it's not as easy mm. as the other one because kind of my fingers aren't long enough to now to kind of grip this in the same way as I gripped the other one. So, yeah, yeah. 
I really do have to use two hands, but it's uh, it's nice. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Calm down. <laughs> I was on a waiting list yeah. for a very, very long time and got sick of it and just went in and demanded one, and um, decided not to hold out for a black one. So I got a white one, and I kind of, kind of got the color remorse because the black ones just look so cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I'm still debating on whether I want to come back to that or remain. Or we'll get another camera with a phone on the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably not going to do that again. Putting uh putting a bit more sensible thought into this. Time. Look, I thought that was going to be a great idea and it wasn't. <laughs> Lesson learned. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to play the buys from Lost jingle now. It's a jingle we haven't played in a long time. And that's the terrifying jingle for Bias Remorse that I made when I was very drunk one night. <laughs> so what you do at night when you're drunk, you sit at home and write jingles. No, do you remember when I made that jingle? I kind of don't, to be honest. You came on... It's, it's, do you remember the jingle? I assume it goes, Bias Remorse! <laughs> because you came home and I was in tears with laughter. And I was like, look what I have, look what I have done. And uh, I was very proud of myself. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed it then please subscribe and iTunes to receive episodes automatically. We'll see you next time.